Miley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Woman, Get In. I'm Mandy. And I'm Miley. And uh, I am so happy. We're so happy that you're with us this week. I am ecstatic to be back on the microphone, opening up another episode with you. Oh, yeah. You know, I would like to take some time off at the top of our episode to thank our listeners. Oh, yes. Many of them have, many of you have provided us some feedback verbally in person as well as on our reviews and so please continue doing that we are here for you and we really appreciate when we hear back from you and you know we hear what's working what's not working any suggestions how we can do a better job and just continue having fun I got two compliments recently like in the last few days Mm -hmm. one was a high school friend so shout out to Renee someone I've known her since junior high wow like we palled around in junior high and high school a little bit and you know high school gets busy and big and I think she was on the swim team and other things and life takes her and us in different directions but we've kind of kept in touch on Facebook and stuff and she connected me with Bree a person I who moved here to Phoenix like their husbands worked together and when they moved here um Bree and uh John, we'll say. <laughs> John, yes. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they moved to Phoenix, Renee was like, oh my gosh, you got to meet my friend Bree. And like, I met Bree and we hit it off right away. Our birthdays are like a day apart. And I still keep in touch with Bree, even though she doesn't live here again anymore. But, anyways, Renee, a school friend, found our podcast and sent me a message the other day, like the cutest little Ooh. bitmoji. Aww. And it's like one of these little, hey, knock, knock, hello kind of things. And she was like, I just want to say, I love women get in, Aww. women get in. And I think you two ladies are amazing. I was like, oh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Renee, for all your love and support. That means so much. That means more than we can even say in words because we really enjoy what we're doing here. And it's so great to to know that we have listeners. (laughs) 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 And it's (laughs) and it's it's so good to know that you're enjoying what we're able to provide for you as well. So thank you. And and who was number two? The other one was your um, private pilot. Yes, my my flight instructor, Brandon. Brandon. We met you. He was at the clinic Mm -hmm. and he um, you introduced me to him. And at some point he just was like, by the way, I really love the podcast. I think you're really like you're really great interviewer da, 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 da. like you guys have a good chemistry and I was highly suspicious that you told him to tell me I was a good interviewer because you're like you want him to fluff my pillows kind of thing oh <laughs> no 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 that came out of nowhere I didn't even know that he was listening to our pod well, I, I saw and then, he's been following our Instagram oh he does I did not know that. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. I didn't yeah, tell no. you because I I didn't know if you knew. I no, just figured you might have. I saw didn't. No, he, it just happened one day that I think one of the last episodes he messaged me. He said something like, "Hey, I'm so happy that you had mentioned." I guess I said something about landings, and he said he referenced something I said in the episode. So I was like, "You listen to the episode. You're not allowed to listen to the episode. Like, take it off of your phone. Stop listening. Like, you are not allowed to listen." And uh, and then that was the last of that. I never. We haven't not talked he's about the been podcast listening since a ways back. He must have gone back because oh, shit. he's in last season. We haven't interviewed that anyone this season. This is our sixth episode coming out today. This season we haven't interviewed anyone since right. last year oh so he's gone he's been in the archives dude brandon <laughs> <laughs> but that was that when he complimented you in front of me i for, at first i thought he was a little i was like what how do you know about this what are you talking about how do you know about this because but i think part of it was also i talked to him a little bit about our, about our pod so i he's heard me say like i really appreciate and love and value and admire mandy's ability to ask questions and uh really uh answer and be very articulate when she talks and so I assume that he kind of took that from what I was talking about but when he said interviewing part of me was like but we haven't interviewed anybody in a while yeah obviously he's been gone he's gone back in the like mm. 
some mm. we have some great episodes i wonder if he's listened to the netflix and nachos and beals oh, episode <laughs> i hope he hasn't <laughs> that's not a good episode like that's a, stu- a instructor episode. student pilot relationship should not he should not know those things about me things about your beehole no. <laughs> oh man <laughs> Uh, we might have to archive that episode <laughs> oh my god sean was so great sister mary mimosa Mo- romero M- mimosa, mimosa. i just remember mimosa i was the one who used to get it right all the time and now sister i'm romero mimosa i think that's it thank yes. you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who we saw recently yes in his street garb as yes. sean and his husband scott we hung out with them and went and saw christmas lights oh, the other it was night probably the best christmas night festivity i've had in a long time, if not for like, yeah, ever, it was but also the best of the season. We, I've never gone to see Christmas lights. I'd never gotten in a car and driven around oh, to look at Christmas wow. lights like that. It was funny when we got the invite because you and I were getting off the plane from Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. And like our texts started coming through and I go, oh, we just got a text from Scott to just the two of us, like a little group, me, you and Scott. And he was like, hey, we're getting a limo. We're going to go look at lights. It's this time this day. I'd love it if you two came. And I was like, I think we're getting invited places as a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you my plus one or am I your plus one? <laughs> you're my hetero life mate. I mean, Shireen's my hetero life partner as well. But like you're now my next hetero life partner. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have two. <laughs> I have all oh, of the, yes. I have a harem. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Miley got hot cocoa. I got oh, hot cocoa. I love hot cocoa. Can someone get me more hot cocoa? I love hot cocoa so much. <laughs> you're getting this uh, this episode right before the holidays. Yes. So whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate, we hope you're having a wonderful week and a wonderful holiday season. Yes. Christmas is upon us. I hope you all are all taking care of yourself mm-hmm. because it can be a very trying time spending time with family as a lot of people do. It's also a really difficult time if you are a person who has experienced or is an addict or has mm-hmm. uh, mental health issues. It's a tough time of year yeah. for a lot of people. Or just a tough time, especially if you've lost anyone during the holidays, right before the holidays, or just past events that kind of are uh, mentally um, triggered and or attached to some of these events or holidays and so I know for me um, I've had some traumatic events that happen around Thanksgiving and 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 Christmas as well so uh, each year it does get easier if you don't forget about those things but things do get easier and you practice or you put into practice uh, certain things that help you um, get through the season better so I spend more time you know I try to spend more time with my family and my friends and try to practice gratitude and and, and remembering and focusing on on the good things in life so yeah that's a good mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. if your family is the one that triggers you maybe spend more time with friends <laughs> like our good friends sean and scott yes mm-hmm. we'll try to post some pictures on our instagram to kind of let you know what oh, uh, trouble I, we got yes, into we on, uh, on that night yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of good yeah. ones i'll post some anything new and good with you mandy this week new and good you know i'm on christmas break as you are or mm-hmm. holiday winter break whatever we want to call it and uh that's I'm enjoying it so far. I am enjoying That's it a all lot. I really want to say publicly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been flying. I've, I've gone on three flights three days in a row and I'm oh. super excited. Brandon has been very good to me and he's taken me um, flying every single day for our winter break so far. That's so I'm cool. learning a lot, a lot of a lot of information, a lot of uh, what we call task saturation when I'm in the air because there's a lot of things to do while we're in the air but he says that I am doing really well for the stage of the journey that I'm at he says that I'm you know the other day he said that I'm a lot better at radio calls than he was when where like where I'm at right now than when he was where I was at I guess and so he was and he's very he gives me a lot of compliments and really is encouraging and supportive and so and he he gives me great feedback you know today we were doing a lot of landings and I'm back to like having horrible landings but he said you know this is still improvement you now we are just tweaking and refining and making things better you are now no longer at the place where like i'm afraid you're gonna crash airplane you can safely land the airplane now we are just <laughs> making your landings butter and i was like okay butter <laughs> oh my i'm God. aiming for butter <laughs> i'm no longer afraid you're going to crash the plane that is 
fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and when I met him, by the way, I think somewhere in the three minutes, maybe we chatted. He was like, so Mandy's next, right? She's going to go go for her <laughs> PPL or whatever. And I was like, uh, no, clearly I was wrong in my initial, like Miley told him to say these nice things to me because oh, yeah. clearly no. he doesn't know me <laughs> yeah. at all. I never told him that you were interested in flying no. whatsoever. No. I never even told him that you do not want to fly <laughs> in the airplane with me. Cause ever I since I ride in well, the airplane with you, you're supposed to take me to Vegas. <laughs> yes. But you want me to do it on a twin engine. You, you're oh, yeah. you're not comfortable with a single engine, but he but, doesn't I mean, even he, know that yet. If and he goes up with you in a single engine and, and he lets you fly one around all by yourself. I guess it'll be okay. He keeps wanting. He keeps mentioning you too. He's like, I can't, you know, I can't wait for when you can take Mandy up and when we can take Mandy up or, you know, and I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Mandy says she ain't coming up with us. All I said was, I was like, I would love to go. And you said I could ride in the Cessna. Yes. Yeah. In the Cessna in the backseat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll Maybe. trust it if it's both of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trust that it's both of us too. I, mean, two, I don't want to take you up by myself. Two people in there in there piloting this little fucking yeah, rocket no. ship. Yeah, no. It's going to be a long time before I bring anybody up by myself. That's fine. 2022, yeah. baby. It might be 2025. Our birthday is 2022. We take a celebratory flight to Sedona. Oh, Sedona. Oh, no, Sedona uh, might not be the best place because they have a short landing strip. For a beginner <laughs> like me, I'm very, very cautious. I that might that. not it's be a hill. place. It's, yeah, no. It's, a, it's like an Alaska no. type of um, landing. But we can stay in the Phoenix vicinity. Okay. We and can fly to Glendale. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say, or or fly to Mesa Gateway, <laughs> which is three Phoenix. miles away yeah. from <laughs> Chandler. Is that where you are right now, flying out of? I'm flying out of Chandler. So it's about eight miles away. It'd be hilarious to fly from like Gateway. Chandler to anywhere, like Chandler well, to Scottsdale Airport. <laughs> well, yeah, that's even farther than, like today we flew from Chandler to Gateway, which is only eight miles away. And that was really a lot. What? Yeah, it's because there's a it lot of radio calls. It seem worth it even getting up in the air, but it's like you're you go up calls, and then you go down. And yeah. Down. Okay. But it's a lot of the, it's practicing a lot of the tasks that I need to yeah. master in a shorter amount of time because you're just wasting time when you go to a farther airport because yeah. I'm just doing a lot of cruising in between. So we want to go to the nearest airport and practice all the stuff that I need to practice because cruising is cruising. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's and then cool. I did my first cross country officially because we're practicing my route for when I do it by myself. And something that counts as cross country is 50 nautical miles away from your home airport. So I flew from Chandler all the way down to Ryan, which is a is a, an airport down in Tucson. And then I went up to Gila Bend and then back to Chandler. So we practiced that route. We've done it twice. And mm -hmm. I'm practicing my radio calls and practicing the radio, like, the comms and putting stuff into the instrument panel and then doing all of my checklists and looking out for traffic out and outside and on my four flight. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, but it's very, very, I'm really, really excited. You're getting to do so much yeah. of it in a short period of time. Cause you were really stressed about having a long time off and not yeah. getting to do it. So I'm really glad you're getting yeah. a bunch of time Me in. Too. It's going to help you and you're going to get where Hope you want to so. be. I hope so. I, I mean, in, in November, I only flew two days uh, because it was so busy. So I haven't flown in a while. And we don't and, need to focus on yeah. that. Yeah, that's We're what Brandon says, too. Now. He Yeah, he focused. He's like, don't worry about all that stuff. We are yeah. now focused and flying right now. And don't get caught up in you being rusty. Stop talking to yourself like that. He reminds me that you are doing wonderful, that you are paying attention. You're you're taking my feedback and you're implementing and improving immediately. So great. I'm really thankful. He is a great instructor. Um, I don't really have anything else new with yeah. me though. It's, it's holiday break and I plan on taking a lot of rest. I'm not waking up to an alarm for like 14 days. Good for you. I know. I have not been waking up to an alarm. I keep waking up at like 530. Hence why I texted you at 530 oh, this morning. Lord. But that's okay. Yeah. I have it on silent so it doesn't wake me. Mm, good. Take that. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope everyone is, is going to get, if not already, I'm going to get some relaxation and some some good some good time. Hope you get lots of hugs. hugs. Yeah, mm -hmm. hugs. I had some really good hugs recently. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Hugs, good health, safe, safety. Yes. Good laughter and joy for the holiday season. Yeah. And uh, today, today you'll be hearing an episode on comparison, comparison. and uh, and some strategies and tips on how to uh, strengthen that mental resilience that we have when it comes to comparison. 
Yeah, lots of empowering and motivating you to move away from bad habits mm-hmm. in that space and yeah, how to yeah. get good comparison habits. Healthy comparison habits. Healthy. Thank you. Yes. Better word. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So we, uh, we're we so happy that you're with us and uh, thank you. Thank you, Miley. Mm-hmm. Love you. <laughs> love you. Enjoy, friends. So today we will be talking about the concept of comparison, more specifically falling into the trap of comparing yourself to others and uh, talking a little bit about some strategies that can help you get out of that trap. Excellent topic. You just see a lot of this, I think, online, especially with today's culture being so heavily engrossed in social media. I think it's really easy for people to fall into the habit of comparing themselves basically from every single angle of our lives to what other people are doing and it's really important to remember that those are their lives and social media is that is someone's highlight reel it's not their whole life you're not seeing the messy shit and uh how do we get away from being that like being stuck in that comparison and feeling bad about ourselves when we're not doing what other people what we perceive other people are up to Yes, of course. And right now, it's so relevant. And the the idea of comparison can also be kind of ingrained in you as a little kid. I mean, I think of situations where you are in sports as a little kid, and you might have a parent that really pushes you and, and creates that like, you know, so-and-so's kid can do this, this, and this. How come you can't do this? Or oh, even way before that, it's like, you have a sister? Do you have a sibling, a brother? Like your brother never did this. Your sister yeah. never did this. Why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? Holy sh, that'll fuck a kid. Yes. And so I think there's a lot of things that happen in our childhood too, but more so today in today's world, it's even more prevalent that you we might not have the, the same people in our lives creating those comparison or saying those comparison comments, but we could actually do it ourselves with social media or just our need to function in, in, in our workplace, in our social circles. And so I, I think this is a great topic that we're discussing today. So we're going to talk about how comparison is important and healthy aspects of comparison. Comparison can be healthy and unhealthy. And recognizing the good parts about comparison is, is, is also good for us to have in the conversation. I think sometimes it's also really important that we recognize it's human nature to compare. It's what you do with that comparison and how it makes you feel and and how it affects the way you respond to the world around you and or respond to that those thoughts of comparison. What could healthy what does healthy comparison look like? I'm thinking of comparison in our very animalistic brains kind of also tells us that we have acceptance within a group Mm, mm -hmm. by comparing certain parts of us to other groups like, oh, I'm similar to them in this way. I'm accepted by the the group in this way, like whether, you know, there's lots of demographics you could kind of throw into the mix for that. So I think some comparison is normal and healthy and helps you understand that you fit into a place. And that you can relate to yes. others, that there's a common ground. I think when you were just saying about being able to be similar to a group, a social group, it reminded me of your ability to kind of relate to others in that group. And mm-hmm. oftentimes when we're building friendships or we're deepening relationships, we look for common ground. Or even in arguments or conflict resolution, we're looking for common ground, common goals. So we're comparing what are our needs, what are the other person's needs, and how do we find common ground? How can we relate to each other? How can, you know, how does that comparison Meeting new look? people, meeting new yeah. people. Like, I, I'm thinking anytime I meet new people or I'm in like a fish out of water type of situation where I'm somewhere new and I don't necessarily know anyone in a great big room full of people. That doesn't happen a lot in COVID. But there's, you know, there's a lot of times where you're in rooms where you don't know people. You're at a work event. You're at a networking thing. You're any, any, you could be anywhere. I could be somewhere and I'm just like, who are the people that are like me? Yeah. Where are they? 
I need to go talk to them. You had mentioned work. And I remember recently I've been to a very big conference, a work conference. And in this room of 600 people, there were people who were very articulate on the microphone. I would hear what they would say in regards to a policy that was being discussed. And I would look at them and think, oh, my gosh, like they're so articulate. I wish I could be that articulate. How come? And then those thoughts of how how come I can't be that articulate? But then I caught myself and realized they've been doing this for 30, 40 years. Healthy, in my mind, the healthy part of comparison is recognizing when someone has an attribute that you admire or that you want to work towards. Because in my head, when I caught myself and said, well, they've had 30 years of experience, I'm like, well, then I hope that in 30 years I can be like that. And what are some of the things that I could do now to help me get to where I want to be in 30 years? And so I start to observe them, not in a way that puts my self-esteem at a compromise, but I start to kind of listen to the words they say and the way they propose certain ideas. And then I make note of, okay, next time I want to propose an idea, I should try this phrase or go here and do some research before I speak. So long as you're not throwing the word lollygagging into the mix. <laughs> or I, I, I could, and it'll just keep everyone on their toes, <laughs> right? Yeah. I've had similar, similar work things where I've been invited to conferences where I'm the only person from our organization and I know all these people from email and things that we do together but I don't know any of them and I don't work with any of them on a day-to-day basis and the same thing I will hear them speak and I think damn they really know their stuff yeah and then what pulls me out of it is I have a moment where I go wait a minute I'm here for a reason too and I also know my stuff so many people have told me you know have given me that that confirmation that yes. like I'm here for a reason and you've been invited for a reason. And so that's one way I've been able to pull my, but it doesn't mean I'm not still in awe of these people and I don't aspire or want to be able to speak as eloquently and articulate and as educated sounding. And I just, I, yeah, I love all of those things that you said. I can really relate to that. Yeah. And, and I think the key to healthy comparison is being able to recognize and turn that comparison to potential motivation to be a better you Mm -hmm. or the best version of you, I guess, because that's a common phrase that's being thrown out there. Or uh, use that comparison to inspire you to action that can positively benefit you or those around you. That's what makes comparison healthy when you can recognize and turn that into a positive as opposed to negative. Another context that we can take healthy comparison is or that you can oftentimes see negative comparison in that you can kind of convert to positive or healthy, I guess, healthy comparison is is in relationships. I often joke about how much I admire you being so witty and I'm totally not witty and funny, but you always remind me like you have a lot of other things going on for you and you know wit and humor is is your thing and so i, I think i recently said your innocence is charming <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know i think it's it's healthy to admire the strengths of others yeah. while not forgetting your own strengths i agree 100 percent. and and the way that you handle that situation mandy if i may is, is a great strategy for our listeners if they ever face other people that may be comparing themselves and it's a great way to kind of remind others like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're not in a race. It's not you and me versus me. You know, it's it's you and me. Yeah. And we're all supposed to be different. Like, yes, you're not supposed to be the exact same as the person sitting next to you across from you on the other side of the conference table, um, the other artist doing the thing that you're aspiring to do you are you and you get to do that in your own beautiful fantastic way I love that and but you know it's so easy to say right I can imagine my high school self and my college self struggling with all of this it's easy to say now yes I agree but this is why we're here yes exactly because I, I, you need to practice this muscle and we want to give you the workout. This link of this episode is your workout, <laughs> your mental workout. And you practice this anytime you're starting to fall into a negative comparison trap. This is your workout to come out of it and to build yourself, your muscles, your, your reflexes to the point where you don't get sucked into those traps. And if you do, it's very, very fleeting because you now have the workout 
to flip the switch and bring it back to a healthy place. Oh, for sure. And and even once you have that muscle, there are going to be some days, some moments where it's going to be a little bit harder than others. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about how they noticed how easy it looks on the outside that I've that I'm a completely different person in regards to, you know, my 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 dating life now versus, you know, six months ago. And I said, it hasn't been easy. And even though it it looks like I'm not struggling now, there are still some moments where I I still fall into that trap of I compare myself to how I could have been a better partner or a better person. And then I I have to kind of snap myself out. Sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it can take an hour. Sometimes it can take a day. I don't know. But I have to kind of remind myself to look at how far I've come in the last six months and then kind of applaud myself and say... Six months? Two years. Oh, I'm talking about... Yes. (laughs) I'm talking about just... But I mean, uh, coming um, out of that big relationship of yours, it's been two years, right? For the big, big relationship, two years. Yeah. I mean, coming out of that has been a two-year process. So you're like each step of the way is is not insignificant. I think you need to remember to look at the bigger picture and remember that there's been two years of you figuring this stuff out. Yes. And I will continue to figure it out. It's and a yes. yes. The more you work on it and the more mm-hmm. like tools you put in your little tool belt, you're going to notice, I think, more maybe what you're noticing in the last six months is a more like more frequent, more rapid like growth in certain areas because you're getting to the point where you're stringing together all these things that you've been figuring out the last two years. Yes. I do want to shine a spotlight on what you just said about keeping the bigger picture in mind as well. Thank you. Yes, let's. Oh, (laughs) I I think you bring a very good point because sometimes when we fall into the trap of comparison, we can often look at the details or the small picture or this one moment in time versus the bigger picture. And when you can recognize or pull yourself back into that 50,000 foot bird's eye view, it's, it's a great strategy for you to pull yourself out from that trap of negative and unhealthy comparison. So I really appreciate that you suggested that or brought that to light. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of making me think of my baking business journey right now because, I mean, in the beginning, I wasn't doing nearly what I'm doing now. I'm sure there are other small, newer businesses similar to mine that are looking at me and maybe comparing or maybe, I don't know. I don't remember honestly doing this because there really wasn't anyone in the game doing it like I was then, which is what made me start doing it. I don't really ever compare myself a whole lot to other people, but I'm sure in the beginning I did compare myself to other businesses that were bigger and doing it, but it was mostly in an effort to figure out what they were doing in order to get it for myself. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, I just, I want to know what they're doing. I want to know how they got there. Tell me all of your secrets so that I can figure out what works for me. Yes, exactly. It's not that you are comparing yourself and saying they are able to do this. Why can't I do this? I suck. I will never be able to do that. No, you're mm-hmm. taking a look at what they are have, have been able to achieve. And then you're trying to figure out how do they get to where they are? And how do I get to something similar that fits what I see for myself? Yeah, where do I get my piece of that? Yeah. And I think the other thing, and, and I don't know if this is an appropriate example, but when you tell me about some of the events that you participate in, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's an event that says, oh, we already have a dessert business, so we can't take you as a vendor or whatnot. And although, you know, you might think, well, my baking business is completely different than that dessert business, you can either, you know, you choose between either thinking, well, I'm not good enough because obviously they didn't want me as a vendor you can either recognize that there are a lot of differences and you 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 don't have to take that personally. There are mm-hmm. a lot of things in life where other people outside of you might compare you to other people, but it it is not the same. Like you may not be the same and you don't want to, you know, take that personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Other people probably do compare my business to other businesses and think that they're similar in what they do. And for whatever reason, I've never been... I mean, this is probably a different episode, but I've never been really threatened by other businesses. Like, I don't know. I'm like, we all do different things and none of them are doing what I do and I'm not doing what they do. And though it looks similar from certain aspects, there's room for all of us. I don't know. I think competition and comparison kind of ride parallel to each other. And I think competition, some competition is healthy and it like comparison, it can make you better. Yes. 
man, I want to highlight and spotlight so many things you just said in the last minute. <laughs> like one, you know, com competition and comparison. It's very similar. Like we were just talking about when you're a little kid and you're, you're competing in sports, you can have the parent that is comparing you negatively because you can't do as well as another kid or your sibling or whatnot. But you can also have the parent that says, you know what? Your big brother was able to do this, this, and this, and this is how he achieved that. And let's figure out how this can work for you and how do we make you better for yourself or to improve you and your skills. Mm -hmm. um, but I also wanted to spotlight the fact that even though threatened might be another episode, when you start to feel threatened from the comparison is when you potentially go down the road of unhealthy comparison mm -hmm. because then it becomes, now I feel horrible about myself because I feel threatened, right? When you feel like someone else is Not better. Yes. Yeah. I think it's really relevant, even though threat, you know, we can probably spend an entire episode on how to overcome feeling threatened. I think it's definitely a big ingredient that can potentially stir you down the road of negative or unhealthy comparison. Yeah, I think in a place of business or work, whatever your passion, whatever you're striving for, as long as you can hold true to what your mission is what your center is what your focus is what it is that you love doing and why you love doing it you have to pay attention to feedback I mean mm -hmm. you have to know you have a product that people want whatever it is that you're putting out into the world people someone has to want it it might be a small audience it might be a big audience but someone has to want it so there's feedback that has to be considered right you have to listen to the your audience whoever they might be but Provided you've got some positive feedback and you have something that has been demonstrated that people want, hold true to that. You're going to work on it. You're going to tweak it. You're going to grow it. You're going to develop it. You're going to expand. You're going to become bigger in that space so long as you can hold on to that that heart of it, the core. I mean, we can dive right into strategies now because Let's you do it. Yeah. You, you just mentioned one <laughs> of the strategies that I was thinking about is along the way, document don't be afraid don't think that it is self-centered by documenting keeping a journal keeping a list for yourself but keeping a list of the things that you do well things that make you unique things that make you valuable during the moments where comparison starts to creep in that inner voice of oh you're not enough or you're not doing enough or you're not the same as someone else and someone else is doing this better than you those are the times where you can take this record or this list of achievements, whether it's small in terms of like, I figured out how to create my own email account for my business, or I learned how, no, that it's funny. Cool exactly. <laughs> it, it, it can be, or I learned how to create a new YouTube video account so I could create videos and record videos about whatever business I'm doing, you know, just little things like that. Well, that might be a big thing or big things such as landing, you know, the a gig at a market or something that, you know, you weren't able to last year, but now you can. I, I mean, thought you were going to say landing a plane all by myself. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you did that too. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> but just little things like like that or even the big accomplishments. We're not saying that, you know, you're going to be perfect and never compare yourself. It's human nature to compare. But if you ever fall into this unhealthy comparison loop, you can pull that out and it can be a, a tangible list of reminders that can help you snap out of the loop. I like it. Another tip that I also have found or have considered to use, I have not used it yet, but I, I think it might be helpful is uh, giving your inner critic a name. I love that you put this on the list and I was like, um, explain. Yes. <laughs> I, when I read about this, I thought it was a really creative way to yeah. take the power away from the criticism and that voice inside my head. Oftentimes I just refer to that voice in my head, like the voice in my head tells me I'm not good enough. When I started reading more about how to take away the power from that critic, there was a suggestion to actually give your critic a name. So you know, for example, I could name my inner critic Shelly and it helps me kind of label her. Anytime I start to have these thoughts of, you know, you didn't do that as well as so-and-so or so-and-so is so um, charismatic and she's so beautiful. And then I can say, you know, Shelly, 
I recognize that you're starting to make some comments that aren't really positive or aren't really healthy. And then I can actually start to have a conversation with her. I recognize that voice. I, I've personified her. And now I can actually say, what makes me feel like so-and-so is so beautiful? And how does that make me feel? When I see so-and-so so beautiful, how does, does that make me feel not beautiful? And why? what makes me feel not beautiful? Why am I feeling not beautiful around so-and-so? Or why do I feel like I have to be as charismatic as her? So then I can start to talk to Shelly and kind of say, well, what are, what's, what's the root of some of these comments that are coming through? And how do I overcome these? Or then I can start to ask myself questions like, well, I might not be charismatic, but maybe I am kind and caring. And then I can focus on some of the, the, the good qualities of myself. I mean, if beauty is something that you find yourself falling into a comparison trap of, my advice is to, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Your worth is far more than what you look like. Mm -hmm. And those are some things, I guess, that I would use to remind myself or other people if friends were expressing to me that they weren't feeling worthy based on someone else's looks. I'm like, yes, there are things like that in all of us. When we see pictures on TV and in magazines and movies and these perfect bodies that they constantly flaunt at us, like I understand that, but... To let it make yourself feel less than is a really sad place to be. And like you you just have to realize you're worth so much more than what you look like. Oh, for sure. I think my point was that then you can start to realize, well, why am I feeling like why am I using looks or why is looks so such a big deal right now? Right. So you can start to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And and I would recommend and take this this opportunity to do a shameless plug about one of our previous episodes on beauty. Oh, yeah. Because if you do struggle with like physical beauty versus inner beauty, our episode we have available from season one, there's one of the episodes on beauty, but having that ability to recognize, you know, when you name your inner critic and you can recognize when, you know, she starts to talk to you and then you can say, well, why, why is she making such a big deal out of beauty? Mm -hmm. Or why is she making such a big deal out about this person being charismatic? Do you feel like you're not charismatic? And, and why is that so important? What, are there other things that you bring to the table that you've forgotten about? Sometimes I compare myself to what I compare in myself up to other people. I'm having a hard time saying that um, is motivation. Sometimes mm. I look at other people and I think, oh, they're so like, they're just getting their to-do list done. And that's like places I fall into the habit of thinking I'm not, I'm not pushing hard enough mm. or I'm not motivated enough or I'm not, yeah, I'm just like, I'm taking my time too much. You know, it's, it's healthy to, to be able to identify someone else's drive and say like, how are they so motivated and accomplished and how do I get some of that and how do I motivate myself more mm -hmm. how do I get the things that I want and I mean it's not that I'm not motivated no 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 <laughs> Clearly. but yeah more I than get... where you are you know like yeah. more than like where you want to be I the guess. things I want to steal from other people mm -hmm. is their um, motivation <laughs> <laughs> give it to me but you are incredible I mean you've accomplished so much and you manage wow. your time I mean you you do an amazing job at being able to balance and achieve all of your goals and still be able to fit in time to take care like take care of yourself nurture yourself nurture the the non-professional things that yeah. are important to you I mean that's been six years in the making though and we've talked a lot about this like in a number of our former episodes like how it's taken me a long time to figure out that balance and our time episode a couple just two episodes ago I think was me talking a lot about how I didn't have I didn't know how to make time and now I do make time and finding balance and when something's feeling off digging into yourself and figuring out what that is and fixing it so you actually just tapped into Another strategy about um, helping and helping to uh, kind of manage that unhealthy comparison. And it's kind of being introspective. Being introspective is a, an example or a practice of self-care. You know, looking inward and seeing, exploring what you can find based on how you feel, how your body is feeling, what 
creates or what's the root of some of the thoughts that are are happening in your mind i'm very introspective i think you are and and what happens is the the I'm still trying to figure out what magical things happen during that introspection because what happens after the introspection is that you become very intentional and clear. Like there's clarity after that introspection so that you can propel yourself to where you want to be that you were looking to be before that introspection. Yeah, I'm also very determined. I have a very... So I quit smoking. I went vegan. Uh, you know, I just happen to be the type of person that when I make up my mind to do something, I do it. You're committed. I am when I break up with somebody. I don't, I'm not the person who goes back to my exes. I'm not like, I don't, I don't ever have a romp and like, like I don't have a fling with them afterwards. Like there's lots of things I can point to in my life where I, once I've decided something, it is decided. I feel like that's a line from a movie. It's like, probably it is decided. Yes, it like, is decided. It is the way. And that's the thing that comes out of those introspections for me is when I dig in and I find out what it is that I'm feeling about certain things. And it helps me see what it is I want when I sit with it. I, I'm able to go, oh, I don't, I don't even want that anyways. Like I want this and that, that person or that thing or that job, or whatever it might be, isn't giving me the things I need. I need to go find the thing that is. And then if I have to get rid of something in my life, I get rid of it. If I need to start something new, I start it. Listening to you say all that and share all that also makes me think of discipline. I mean, we started this conversation talking about how being able to recognize unhealthy loops of comparison is a muscle that you strengthen but once you start to strengthen that muscle it also requires discipline mm -hmm. to make decisions because making decisions is hard how to arrive at decisions based on being aware of what you need is important once you you know once you arrive at those decisions being able to be disciplined and kind of stay with okay i've made this decision and not going back and not having second thoughts that maybe you made the wrong decision the decision you made is the right decision. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot of confidence in yourself. I hear a lot of discipline to stay committed and to know that it is the best to have so much confidence and faith and trust in yourself that you stay committed and disciplined to the decision you make and move and, and to continue to move forward. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely something that I've been more aware of in myself in more recent years. And I think a lot of that comes with age. I don't think that is all inherent in us at 22, 23, 26, even 30. Yeah, um, or 35. Yeah, I'm still I working mean, on it. It's a lot of it comes with age and you just start to realize after a certain number of years on this planet, maybe you just adopt a little bit more of a fuck it mentality mm -hmm. and you start to realize how... I don't want to say what you do matters so little, but really what you do is is matters most to you. And if your existence on this planet isn't currently making you feel good, then you need to start making some changes and the you need to figure yourself out first. And and again, this that is something that just takes time. And it requires introspection, like, you know, back yeah. to what we were talking about, being able to sit with yourself, being able to sit with your thoughts, mm -hmm. being able to ask hard questions and face those dark feelings, confront some of those, whether you call them fears or hard questions or whatever thoughts that are happening. Maybe for you, you can just sit down with them and think about it. But maybe you're also the kind of person who needs to journal too. That's a, a strategy. I remember when I was in college in my English class, my professor required that every day we had to journal two full pages, single spaced handwriting. And she said, you, I don't care what you write about, but just start writing about anything. Write about your day, write about, because as you start to talk about whatever, things will surface other, you know, some things. Oh, yeah. and, and I remember like the, the highlight of my journaling, that's when I realized how powerful journaling was because I started running out of things to talk about. So I started journaling about dating and boys and stuff. And I realized that I started, I started to see a pattern where in, in college I started to have 
like some, I recognize that I had some commitment issues and some commitment fears. You probably chose boys that would not commit to you in order to kind of make that a self-fulfilling right. prophecy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so that, and, and that's why like I, I started to see a pattern because I was, I would write about this one boy and then he would dump me or mistreat me. And, and then intuition a t- always knows. Right. But, but your, uh, your conscious mind might not know. Right. And so in my head, I'm, I'm thinking all these and my intuition knows, but I'm not real. I'm not recognizing, I'm not letting that, I'm not listening to my intuition. And so like journaling really helps. And that's why I'm a big proponent of whenever something's heavy on my mind. I mean, I use the notes app on my phone and my computer. Anytime I'm starting to feel anxious, I feel like, you know, okay, I need to take five minutes and just jot down everything that's on my mind. And I might just be talking about random stuff or I might be actually talking about something that is heavy on my mind. But journaling is a great way to 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 practice introspection if you're not someone who just sits and lets it kind of simmer in your brain. There's right. a lot of different ways for introspection. I want to also make sure that when people, when you sit and you're with your thoughts, you have to do this f- without judging your thoughts. Yes. Because it's very important not to judge the thoughts that you have, the introspections that you have as good or bad. Mm-hmm. Because they're not. They're just thoughts happening through your head. And same thing with your journaling. Just write it all down. Who fucking cares? Like, yeah. Get it out of your brain. And have no judgments about it. Have no judgments about yourself. You don't have to believe everything you think. You are not your thought. Like those thoughts are just passing. They're fleeting. And some are up and some are down. And But you don't have to label them good or bad. So it's really important when you're introspective or when you're sitting or you're meditating or you're journaling that you don't have any judgment about those thoughts. I really like that. Thank you for reminding our listeners and, and reminding me that, hey, your thoughts aren't good or bad. Yeah. They are your thoughts. Yeah. Simple as that. And they are a, you know, however you express those thoughts mm-hmm. is an exercise of you getting to know yourself better, you getting to know what your needs are, mm-hmm. and you kind of exploring how might you get those needs met. Hopefully it helps you make decisions that will help you or give you the power to begin or continue moving forward. And in the efforts of comparison, If you see certain things that you've done as a failure, remind yourself that failures are good because it's a sign you've been trying. Failure really is just another word for trying something new. Rejection is redirection. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my things is like if I try something and it doesn't work out, I also have tried something new and realized that I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) or that it's not for me. I was thinking that when you were talking about how when we were talking about my being determined and focused on certain things, it's like it's also not that I'm so determined or focused on whatever it is that I've decided to do that I that I'm unwilling to see if it's not working. Mm, Become determined, decide your thoughts, decide you want to go in a different direction and put, you know, put energy into it. But also realize if it's not working, you can change your mind at any time. And I think part of that when you were sharing that. Like the words like humility and grace and compassion come to mind because it's wonderful and very good to be determined. Mm-hmm. But if something's not working out, there are multiple ways to get to where you want to be. There's not just one way to get to your goal. If one way is not working out, practice some humility. Give yourself some grace. Find a different way or find a new way. You can still get your goals even if this one strategy doesn't work. Maybe a different strategy will get you there. Regardless of if one little chapter of something ends, again, it's not a failure. It's a win. You've learned something from that. And for every 100 wins or successes you might see or I might have, I also have a thousand losses or failures. But with each one of them, I've picked up a little piece of knowledge for my next step. When you said that, it reminded me of a Thomas Edison quote. Man, I really hope it's a Thomas Edison quote. (laughs) It's somebody. I'm not the best with history, but whoever, (laughs) whoever invented the light bulb 
Thomas Edison. Oh, yeah, I think so. He said, you know, I have not failed. I've only found 10,000 ways the light bulb won't work. <laughs> yes, that was him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we have an episode on failure and reframing failure. So yeah. please feel free to listen to that. We actually are big fans. It's one of our, it's one of my favorite F words because yeah. it has so much meaning. It actually, we, we actually convert that failure into motivation, into inspiration, just like how we are encouraging turning that comparison into motivation and, and inspiration. Yes, Miley, while that is also one of my favorite F words, um, I know we often talk about M words, but there are also F words that are some of my favorite. And fear and failure are mm. tops. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I have another one, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe we can do a whole episode on that <laughs> F word. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be fun. Fun, yeah. fun. <laughs> One thing I would like to mention, it goes back to when you name your inner critic, is also to kind of treat that inner critic as a friend. Mm -hmm. So while that inner critic of yours, you know, mine is Shelly, while Shelly can be very nasty, talk me down and talk badly to me and really uh, lower my self-esteem, I also want to not only start a conversation with her, but also treat her like I would a best friend who might be coming to me with those same comments and give her some grace, give her some compassion. And during that process, I can practice being gentle with myself too. If there are things that Shelly or your inner critic is saying that you wouldn't want your best friend to say or you wouldn't say to your best friend, keep that in mind because that's something you can work on too. You don't deserve to be spoken or disrespected you know don't disrespect yourself i will say that on the note of that inner voice that nags at us i've been trying to think of instances where that happens for me and again i think it mostly happens around times where i give myself a break and don't do much i tend to nag myself that i haven't gotten enough done i know to keep that voice at bay I just need to keep getting my stuff done. So I try to really just do the things that I know I'll nag myself about later. And that doesn't mean I'm not giving myself breaks, but that means setting time limits around things like fucking off on social media. I have timers set on all of my apps. So if I'm on Instagram for more than 45 minutes, a thing pops up on the screen that says, you've been on Instagram for 45 minutes today. And then I go, ooh, okay. Oh, that's a great strategy. That's a great strategy to kind of recognize where some of your challenges or shortcomings are and kind of using timers. There's a lot of technology out there that can help you decrease your screen time, decrease your social media time, Yeah, kind of help you, again, manage your time a little bit wiser. I, I love that strategy. Yeah. So I know that the negative voices tend to get in my head and nag me about not getting enough done. So if I want to get things done and keep the, that that voice at bay, I do things like set timers on apps or set alarms on my phone for times I want to like this time I should be doing this this is the time I need to be doing this like set some schedule about my day again this goes back to our boundaries on time management episode a lot of this was in there but that also helps me just keep myself in check and make sure that I'm not gonna set myself up to beat myself up later earlier when you said that you catch yourself earlier when you said that you catch yourself nagging yourself more when you aren't being as efficient with your time as you would like to be. It reminded me of, I tend to be most critical of myself when I'm exhausted. Mm. Being mindful of taking care of yourself is really important. When your body isn't feeling well, your mind might not feel well. And so I think it's really related. Yeah, I think if your body becomes weakened due to whatever it might be, stresses and maybe you're sick, maybe you're tired, your mind will also follow and weaker mm-hmm. in a weak sort of way and you will have those mo- like less strong thoughts right. about so yourself. Being mindful of taking care of yourself. And having strong thoughts about yourself kind of leads me to this point we have on our list about the only person you really need to be comparing yourself to is yourself. Yes. Like where I am today is a billion miles ahead of where I was five years ago. And that's exciting. And celebrating it. Yes. Celebrating how far you've come. Cel- like going back to the list of achievements, like celebrating every single wonderful thing there is about you, whether they're small or big. And we're not, you know, we're not labeling things big or small. 
but whatever it is, like celebrate yourself. Celebrate how amazing and unique you are. And you celebrated the the things you've done around your dating life. Celebrating accomplishments you've made, things you're able to recognize sooner than before. I've said similar things in the past. It's like sometimes it's taken me six months to figure out that this person's a turd. <laughs> and then, you know, whereas now I can recognize it in a matter of weeks, sometimes less. It doesn't take me so long to listen to my intuition around a lot of things anymore, whether it's with myself, what I want, what I'm putting in my life, the people I'm surrounded by, whether it be friends, romance, work, business, etc. Listen to those intuitions. Follow like your instinct. Your instinct is mm-hmm. is usually right. Yes. Lately, I've been really having a good time celebrating the small things in my life. I celebrate when I don't do any work at home. <laughs> I think on vacation, there might have been one day where you didn't work at all. I was like, whoa. Seven whole days. I know. Whoa, I know. <laughs> That's a big, big accomplishment for me. And I told you, I was when we came back, I said I didn't I took my computer I took my laptop with me with intentions of doing some stuff but then my boss let me out of the one thing that I was scheduled to do I didn't open my laptop the entire 11 days yeah it was just extra weight in your luggage that you could have packed something else (laughs) I didn't need it in my bag at all but yeah I had it if I needed it you know whatever it's fine I was pretty excited when I realized I didn't even open it for 11 days I did clean my email out a little bit like just junk email but I didn't open my laptop and do a damn thing but see that goes back to like you have to kind of know what your values are right like my mom would totally be disappointed in me that I didn't work every single day that I was on vacation but I was pretty (laughs) proud of myself that that I, I, I kept myself at bay many many times I limited myself to a certain time of work like a certain number of hours of work and then I played with Mandy I think you worked I mean that one hike we went on was so much work Oh my God, I love that hike. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Oh man, yeah. It was awful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Send me a message. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> and then send me a message and I'll tell you my side of it. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it was terrible. <laughs> thank you, you if, for if you hate yourself. You. <laughs> Miley hates herself, so she thought it was great. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like myself, so... <laughs> I don't know why anyone would subject themselves to that level of torture. It's so funny because, you know, you're really into uh, your your echelon. Yeah. And no, I will. No, I've tried it. I've given it multiple chances. I've given cycling, cycle bar, whatever, all those cycling classes. I've road biked. I've mountain biked. I've tried so hard to like biking. I can't like road biking very much. I don't, I, the, the, the whole reason I enjoy spin is the community aspect of it. Like a 45 minute playlist that somebody else puts together around a genre that I know I like the community aspect of it, of I'm competitive by nature. So you can watch where yeah. you are in the rankings. I don't like that. I'm, I don't like competition. Oh, Okay. But really? if you like it, okay. if you yeah. if you hate yourself, <laughs> then yeah, do this. The I, like com- I like to compete. I like games. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm competitive. Like, if you play Scrabble with me online, I want to win. I want to no, win any I... game I play. <laughs> and I look at that spin bike as a game. That's what makes you unique and wonderful, Mandy. <laughs> it's also, it's really easy to be distracted when spinning that you're kind of working so hard. Mm. But I stopped doing that a while back. And then I just, I, I decided that I don't want to torture my, this might be off topic. I don't want to torture myself to the point of feeling quite so exhausted because there's a little bit of something called adrenal fatigue Oh, where you can hype your adrenals up so high that your hormones and adrenals kind of get out of balance and then your, your body reacts in bad ways. So now I really just work out to a certain heart rate zone on my Fitbit to where I know I'm doing good things for my body and not psycho competing with people <laughs> online. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, like, see, that's ob- like, it's similar, but completely different as well at the same time for me with hiking. Like, I get so distracted by the animals and the trees and the rocks and nature that like I'm s- and then like my end goal of getting to where I want to be, whether it's the waterfall or the top of the mountain, I just get so excited that it's what keeps me going, even if 
my thighs are burning. Hiking, I could care less about all the things around me as a general rule because of my competitive nature. I just want to get to the top as fast as possible. I just want it to be over. (laughs) No, I want to enjoy every minute of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how soon is this done? Like, what's next? That's how I am with spin. I'm like, when is this over? And it's only been a minute. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first 10 minutes of spin are the worst. Once you get past that, though, and your legs go numb, it's fine. All you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Thanks for this episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I hope that we've been able to provide some some insight, some some things to chew on for our listeners. And, and I hope that they are able to relate to some of the examples that we've given. We all fight this need to compare. And mm-hmm. so being able to recognize healthy versus unhealthy comparison is a great habit, a great tool a great exercise to practice on a daily basis as a result i hope you recognize the beauty in the uniqueness that is in each one of you and what you have to bring to the rest of the world let's end on that because that was beautifully said thank you we hope you uh, enjoyed this episode and we will talk with you next week love you love you too mm-hmm.